In front of Lily was a huge bow-fronted window with panes of foggy glass and a door with a little brass bell on it, which rang whenever a customer entered. A spongy rug sat beside an unlit fireplace, and nailed to each of the four walls were hundreds upon hundreds of clocks. Not one of them ticked. They were all quiet, still. Their faces hung on the wall like portraits in a gallery. I woke up at sunrise and unwound them all, Finn murmured, every clock in the workshop. I even snuck up to Mr. Plinker's bedroom and unwound his alarm clock too. So there are four levels to the shop, Lily thought to herself, all stacked on top of each other. The attic, Mr. Plinker's bedroom, the workshop and the basement. He won't wake up now, Finn said. Listen. He pointed up at the ceiling, and, through the boards, Lily heard the greasy gurgle of the clockmaker's snores. Yuck, she said. Sounds like he's blarting out of his mouth. Smells like it, too. Finn stifled a laugh. Even if he had a bath, he'd still be cruel. He's evil, Lily. He's the most horrible man I've ever met. You must have seen on the night you came here what he did to that bird in the astronomical budgerigar. Lily shivered and nodded. The poor thing is still in there, said Finn. Can you hear? Lily listened, and over on the counter she heard the faint cry of a trapped bird. Ski! Ski! I wish I could free him, like I'm freeing you, said Finn sadly. But it's too hard. He's tied to the perch inside the clock. I'd have to reach into the astronomical budgerigar to get him. And you saw what happened last time someone put their hand in that clock. Lily shuddered, picturing Mr. Plinker's mangled hand. He's the worst clockmaker in all London, isn't he? She remembered how she had described Mr. Plinker when telling her story. Finn's eyes grew wide and he shook his head. Oh no, Lily, not at all. Mr. Plinker is a genius. His clocks are masterpieces. Lily frowned. No, they're not. I always heard them from the attic. They never told the right time. Finn shrugged. That's because they weren't invented to tell the right time. He paused, and his eyes flicked up to the stairs, but Mr. Plinker snored on. Think about it, he said quickly. Some people want clocks that run slow or fast on purpose. Before I came to work for Mr. Plinker, I lived in an orphanage called the House of Safekeeping. That's where I got my surname. It was a horrible place. The beds and bread were both as hard as bricks, but the worst thing was the work. To keep the orphanage open, we had to sew shrouds and pillowcases. Then the owner of the orphanage, Mother Mary Bruce, sold them to the army. Mother Bruce went to Mr. Plinker and asked for a clock that would run fast when we ate our dinner and slow when we sewed. That way, Mother Bruce always had us working for longer. Mr. Plinker's clock made her rich. Lily gasped. That's awful, Finn, she cried. That's monstrous. But what about all the angry customers, the ones I've heard bringing back clocks which have exploded? Finn shrugged. Mr. Plinker designs them to explode. Dukes and earls give his exploding clocks as gifts to their enemies. Lily shook her head in disgust. So she had been wrong about Mr. Plinker.
Not only was he smarter than she'd thought, he was even nastier too. I wish I'd never stitched him back together, Lily fumed. Still, Finn, at least you won't have to help him any more. When we get to Lilliput, you can live with Nana and me if you want. She looked at the front door and grinned. Come on, let's go. But to her surprise, Finn lowered her down to the floorboards and gently lifted her from his palm. I can't, he said softly, taking a step backwards. I've taken you as far as I can, Lily. You'll have to find your own way home. But, but why? Lily spluttered. She ran towards him, but Finn shuffled back again and looked away.